Welcome to Breaking Business Barriers, episode number 102. I've got a hometown favorite. Yeah, we're going all the way back to South Dakota, specifically Elk Point, South Dakota. Someone I, uh, I grew up around. She's, she's uh, laid out a really good career path, multi-career path. We'll get into that here in a little bit. And as we always talk about, we're breaking business barriers. I remember uh, I would like to sit next to our guest if there's a test being taken, because maybe I could, she would share some knowledge. She's super smart. And, you know, maybe, maybe I I glanced over there. You know, I know my brother probably did. He's the same age as uh, our, our guest, Tracy Holmquist. Tracy, how are you? I am great. And let's be clear, your brother is older than I am. All right. Yeah. And he's younger. Well, he's five days. Oh, oh, well, five days short of a year younger than me, I guess. I had to do, do some quick math. And he'll be proud of, that you acknowledge that fact that he is older. For sure. For sure. Well, Tra- Tracy joins the uh, Breaking Business Barriers. As I said, number episode number 102. I thought you know, Tracy and I talked about this about a year and something ago. You know, again, career path, really interesting. It really inspires those of us that that have had a fork in the road. And we'll get to that. That's really kind of our our uh, the premise of breaking business barriers. There's probably been a fork in the road that that Tra- Tracy remembers. Well, Tracy, again, thanks thanks for joining us. Tracy is a family nurse practitioner, among other things, even as a business owner. We'll transition into that. But Tracy, you've also been working on some other things, designations, along with that family nurse practitioner designation, right? I have. Just finished, um, actually, school. We won't say how old I am, but yep, I just finished school for the umpteenth time and will, after I take an exam, be a psychiatric nurse practitioner on top of a family nurse practitioner. That's right. And you spent some time uh, serving this country. I don't want to forget about that. Had you not? Yep. I was um, six years in the Air National Guard, just right out of Sioux City. And that was, shoot, I started that. Um, I was still a senior in high school and then went for six years beyond that, did some traveling and uh, didn't have anything to do with the healthcare field when I was in the Guard. Maybe that pilot's. Yeah, right on. Well, well, let's touch on that because I think it's really important. We have listeners of all all different ages. What led you into making making that decision? I mean, let's 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 be let's be honest about it. All right, female, and all of a sudden you went into serving serving the United States, and that's how many years ago? All right, I know, I know, it's been a, been a bit, but but I think that's really important. You you were that brave, that bold to do that. Well, I was, I mean, actually I was 17 when I um, enlisted and probably I have to give that to my dad. He's a retired military guy. And um, at that point in time, it was, I looked at it as a way to go to college. Um, There was some money that they put towards school. It gave me an opportunity to travel, which I don't know that I would have been able to do otherwise. And it was something that I was proud of my dad doing, and I thought it was something I could do as well. Well, we didn't script this, so I, I'm glad that you met. You mentioned your dad because he is awfully proud to a, to have served the United States as well, and and that that's super cool. Awesome, awesome to you. What what'd you learn there? You said you got to do some traveling. 
were you the only female in, in your group? Um, there were some trips. I remember a trip to Panama. I was um, the only female on the trip and on the way home, got to be honest, uh, they made a point of pointing out to me in our 10 hour flight, there were no bathroom facilities for a female. So oh. there were times that, yeah, I was the only girl. And in, in the area I was at, I was one of the few females. Well, again, uh, I, th I think everyone listening, that, that really, really uh, doesn't completely define Tracy, but it certainly shapes uh, her boldness into where we'll get to uh, throughout uh, this particular episode. Tracy, you have made a determination to stay, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm always uh, super, super jealous of folks that decide to stay where they grew up, especially in small town in America such as in southeastern South Dakota, where we both grew up. Again, Elk Point, we'll put a plug in for that, that town. It's still home, home to me, and I just got back from there recently and had a great time, was able to see you uh, for, for sure. Why, you could have went anywhere. You, you've got your degrees. You could have gone anywhere. How did you choose, yep, I'm going to serve my community that I grew up in? I don't, I mean, I, the furthest I've ever lived away from home is Sioux Falls. I made it a whole year, which is only, you know, 60 miles north of here. And I just, I love this community. And I, I mean, I love what I do. And I like the fact that everybody knows you. I mean, some people can say that's a negative too, because everybody knows you, but I, I don't know. I just have always been, never wanted to leave, get too far from home. You know, and that's pretty neat. And, and here you are coming, coming full circle, not just living in that community. You're serving the community in a, in a really big way. Everyone knows Tracy, right? Everyone knows Tracy, certainly my family. Uh, the, some of the things that you've done medically for my family and, and many others. Uh, it's that, it's that uh, maybe it's the old school helping hand care. Heck, you've even made house calls. I'm not sure how many. But you're but you're willing willing to do that for uh, you know the citizens in and around where you live. I think that's a big deal. I mean, I I am like the hometown thing. I think um, it's really important for people to know their provider and for me to know their family. And if somebody, everybody in town has my phone number, so if they need to call me. I'd rather have them call me than call some on-call person that doesn't have any idea who they are. So people call me on the weekends. They come to my house. I'm, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's full metal jacket. And, and not too many people, and maybe there are, and you could probably rattle off a list of folks that do the, do the same thing. But in my humble opinion, not many people will take that time Saturday night, Sunday night, whatever, whatever the case might be, you're, you're ready to roll. And, and I think you would probably drop just about everything. What's the name of the clinic that, that you represent? Um, I work for Horizon Healthcare. Um, and that's actually an organization. We have 26 different clinics across the state of South Dakota. So I'm in the Southeast region. So we do Yankton, Alcester, and Elk Point. That's great. And then on average, and I won't get too far into the, into, uh, 
into the, the things, but how many, how many people do you typically serve in a year? And I know this could vary and it's probably a wide variety, but you know, it's just not small town America. I mean, you've got, you've got business owners, farmers, manufacturing companies, all these different things melted into your area. How many people do you typically serve in a year, give or take? Shoot. I, I mean, okay. I had math with Rita Almond, so my algebra should be really good, but I probably see between 15 and 17 people a day. Um, and that's, I don't want to see more than that because then you just can't give people the time they need. So that's a, you know, gives me about a good half hour per person. If you kind of do the math that way. So I don't know how many that adds up in a year. Yeah. yeah. And I remember a year or two when we were talking about this, I think you gave me the, exactly that. And your answer also was, you know, I don't want to overload myself because I need to pay attention to, to this um, patient, not a, not a client, but th this patient, you had to give them everything. And some may take an hour or hour and a half. Some may take less, but that's exactly the answer you gave me. Why do I know that? Because it took some notes. So I'm looking down at them and that's exactly what you said. So you see a lot of folks, again, small town USA, but, but you, you do see a lot of folks. Now you've added uh, to family nurse practitioner. Why did you decide to, to add that designation? What, what was the motivation there, Tracy? Well, I mean, I think in, as you, everybody can read in the news or see on TV, mental health is huge. Um, and it's a really underserved group of people. And you very rarely have anybody that has only medical issues or only mental health issues. And I think to make uh, me be able to serve our community better, that I wanted to have that extra education behind me. I mean, I can still prescribe the same medications, whether I had that education or not but I wanted to have the knowledge behind there so I could do the best for whoever it was I was seeing. You know, that's fascinating. I think the curtain's been opened in that arena. What over the last, especially the last five or six years, you know, we've got athletes that are world-class athletes that are now, now talking about it previously. They wouldn't talk about it because maybe it showed a weakness or or whatever the case might be, or crack in the glass, whatever the case uh, could happen to be, or the perception. I think it's amazing, and, and I think, but yeah, it is really important. We look at these kids that are growing up, and they're bombarded with social media, and, and the things people do and say are incredible and can cause all kinds of anxiety and what have you. So hats off, tip of the cap for you taking that. You didn't have to do it. Like you said, you didn't have to do it. But if, and I, I mean, and COVID has made things shoot. I mean, anxiety, depression, you name it. COVID's really messed with that too. So it, it was something that, well, and hey, as long as you stay in school, your student loans never come due, right? Yeah. Well, there, there you go. There's a plus. Please don't tell my kids that. <laughs> <laughs> promise. All right. So as you were, as you were going, and we're going to talk about a couple of folks on the road, but one. Um, I do believe I asked you when we first sat down and talked about this uh, joining joining us on breaking business barriers. As you were as you were 
traversing up the educational tree. Was there a fork in the road that that really drove you to do what you're doing today? Or is there something that you remember that, all right, this challenge is, I'm going to knock it right. I'm going to hit it right in the chin and knock it on its butt. Is there something that comes to mind, Tracy? Well, I mean, I think about when I, there's a couple different things. When I first went into nursing altogether, I never had this calling to be a nurse. It wasn't like I grew up and that's what I felt like I was going to do. In all honesty, when I first started college, it was, I was the first person in my family ever to go to school, like none of my dad's family, none of my mom's family. And so I wanted to get an education that I could make a living at that didn't take me forever. And at the time you could be a nurse in two years. So I did that and I left USD and I said, I'm never going to school again. And one of my instructors said, you're going to be back. And I'm like, nope, not going to happen. Well, I actually ended up teaching for USD then for six years. Um, then I taught for Briarcliff and it was another, I was teaching nurse practitioners, but I wasn't one. And so I felt it was almost being a hypocrite that I'm trying to tell someone what to do. And it wasn't something that I was actually doing. And so I decided to quit teaching. And then I just went into practice full time. I didn't quit teaching, but I quit teaching full time and just decided to practice. Yeah. And I think, I think that's amazing, right? You were finding your way and, you know, when you were making those decisions, all right, here's this fork in the road. Do you feel that you were making that those decisions with your head or your heart or a combination of the two? I can 100% and this probably sounds bad, but I never make a decision with my head and I always make it with my heart. And I just figure I go with what my heart says and my head will figure it out later. Oh, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Goosebumps right here. A absolutely. V very neat. Before we get into the second part of what we're going to talk about, because as I, as I mentioned, you're a business owner and I find it fascinating. Uh, anytime someone dips their toe into whatever type of business, I could care less what it is, but they're, they're putting themselves out there. So th those folks that are thinking about going into either the military and or um, in the medical field somewhere, you know, my daughter recently graduate, graduated with a BSN and um, she probably did have that ever since she was a little, little tyke of, you know, being, being, being a nurse and then beyond. You have some advice for our, our listeners, maybe someone that's considering that path and it could be the combination of the two, like you mentioned. I mean, I think... 100% healthcare, especially nursing, you can do whatever you want. I mean, nursing is so vast. I mean, you can teach, you can sell pharmaceuticals, you can work at the bedside from birth to death. I mean, it's just, I can't, I mean, I have a son that's a nurse. Um, well, three of my four kids are in healthcare and the fourth one is an electrician and they all, I couldn't be prouder of them, but I can't think of doing anything where you have so many more options as being in a nurse. Yeah, I would, knowing a little bit about it and watch my daughter go through um, internships all the way back to high school. I think I've shared that with you. It was pretty amazing. She was learning all that stuff ever before she went into to the, pro, to the program in college. And 
and she loved every bit of it, every single bit of it. So it, you, that's awesome advice. All right, let's shift gears here, Tracy. Not long ago, in the in retrospect of looking back, you made a decision. I know this uh, involved more than one other person. I'll let you tell that story. But you made a decision to start a business. How in the heck? Well, why don't you tell everyone about your business? Again, your main focus where you spend probably 80 hours a week, medical, and then you find somehow all these other hours. I don't know how you do it. I really, I really don't. And, you know, it's pretty amazing. It takes ambition and gumption and, and just good old fashioned uh, elbow grease. Tell people about your business and why the heck you decided to add to uh, add add things to your plate. Well, it I think the business was kind of an accident, and it started out. We have um, and the name I still get crap about. So it's Homequist Enterprise, and why it wasn't Enterprises, I don't I don't know. I mean, apparently that's a big deal, but. Anyway, um, the people that used to clean our clinic quit. And the person, the manager said, do you know of anybody that can do that? And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure we can. And so we started there. I had no idea what cleaning supplies cost. I had no idea how to bill people, none of it. But I just said, we can do it. And we now have, I don't know, three or four medical clinics. Um, we cleaned for a hunting lodge, a alert, a, a security business, a CPA, we do whatever. They were building, I don't know if you, the quarters in Vermilion, their new apartments. Mm -hmm. Some, somebody called us and said, you guys do post-construction clean. And I just don't ever say no. I'm not <laughs> sure. We can do that. And it was, I don't know, four buildings of 35 or 40 units a piece. And I'm like, yep, we can do that. Had no idea how we were going to do it. How, who was going to help us, but I just figured I wasn't going to say no. And again, I'd figure it out. And I went home and told my husband, this is what we were doing. And we figured it out. So well, you've got, right. you got a pretty darn, uh, darn good business partner. I, I, I if I do say uh, so for myself, so with a whole lot of energy and, and he has his own gig, right? Then all of a sudden the side business, which is now becoming a pretty darn good sized business. So tell, uh, maybe, maybe share a little bit, you know, yeah, you jumped into it. You jumped into it because a need uh, presented itself and you thought, okay, yeah, we can do this. And when I think about cleaning a hospital or a medical clinic or any of those things, I mean, is there a, outside of the restaurant business, is there anything that should be cleaner? I mean, you know that. Well, yeah. I mean, and you have to, and you think of COVID, it was like you had to change all different kinds of things. And so it was, um, you know, my husband came from a property management background. So he kind of had some idea about things and, um, just being in healthcare, you know, what OSHA rules are and all that kind of stuff. And 
I mean, so it was helpful to me to have that healthcare background to know what to do and then just finding the right people that we could say, hey, you know, because we can't do it all. I mean, I'd like to think we could do it all by ourselves, but we have to have people help us. So. Oh, absolutely. And you're an important employer. These people depend on you. And all of a sudden now you've got multiple families counting on you to, to run the business and, and they, they, um, they can hook their wagon on, on, on to y'all. So I think that's, that, that's really cool. It, anything scary about running your own business? I know you, I mean, again, you, when I, when I see your business in the, in the medical world, you really are running a business. You may not be responsible for the paychecks, the tax and the accounting and all the, all those things. What were some of the biggest learning curves in owning your own business that aside from, all right, I got a bid, I got to look, I got to do all those things. But then all of a sudden there's all this backside stuff. Oh my God. You mean uh, we have to have QuickBooks? We have to have accounting. We have to have legal. We have to have insurance, all those things. What were some of the things? And again, this is advice you can pass along to, to some of the folks that, as you learned, you're a quick learner, but you're, you and Eric, uh, you and Eric were learning along the way. No, I mean, I think that is the big thing. And again, I just jump in and I like, I'm a wing it girl. I mean, I'll just, you ask me to do something, I'm going to tell you yes. And then I'm just going to wing it. I might act like I know what I'm doing, not in at my healthcare job. I know what I'm doing there, but when it comes to the business part, I mean, you just wing it. And I think the harder hard parts were, you know, tax time comes and you're like, oh yeah, we probably should have kept those receipts or maybe that donation would have been good for the business instead of personal. And those, I mean, and you learn that stuff as you go. And so somebody else starting a business, like pay attention to those things, anything you possibly think that might be related to work, just keep it, just keep a copy of it and have a good accountant. Don't think that you can figure it out on your own because you, it's a nightmare. Here, here. I can, I can attest to that. Having a great bookkeeper that can keep all things in line and then crack the whip when he or she needs to. And, and then having that, uh, that great accountant and a- absolutely Tracy, what, uh, you're a reader, you know, you, you read, you've read a lot of, a lot of books, you, you read, a lot, what's your, what are some of the things that you like to pick up? You don't have a whole heck of a lot of spare time. I know that for firsthand. Is there something that you could recommend, whether it's a book or, or maybe it's a podcast, podcast being popular these days, hence we're on a podcast, but is there something that that's your go-to or maybe a relaxer? Because th- there's times you got to relax. I mean, you just have to. Well, and I think, you know, I was thinking about that when you're like, oh, what books you read? I'm like, well, right now I'm reading, you know, the psychiatric nurse practitioner review book, which not everybody would find interesting. So I don't think I, I don't think I could. Cliff notes, maybe. Maybe the DSM five, you could read that. But no, I mean, I think you have to, and I do like to read. And I think sometimes I don't have enough time to do it for enjoyment, but things that, you know, give you that feel good thing. I'm a big, and this might sound cheesy, but I really am a big Mitch album fan. He just writes things that easy to read and they just, makes you can have the worst day ever and you can read that and be like oh 
yeah, I just am not looking at it the right way and it makes you feel good. And so then it just kind of keeps you going. So I'm not, you know, I go out and I like to do in my spare time, um, work on refinishing furniture. Well, to me, that's just relaxing. I can see something, you know, morph into this old ugly thing into something new and useful and you got to do things that make you feel good and then you can go back to whatever you have to do yeah it's amazing again i don't know how you find time to do it i mean your mother business owner oh and by the way you work 80 hours a week at a, at a clinic serving a, a, a wonderful population of uh, human beings, beans up there. All right, so a little something a little fun, Tracy. And this is a plug for Elk Point, South Dakota. And often I do, I do mention South Dakota. I'm awfully awfully proud of it. Uh, probably not my younger self. You know, as a kid, I couldn't wait to get out and explore the big city, as I've done throughout you know my life my lifetime with with the career. All right, so we're. Uh, Elk Point's on the map. We're going to throw, we're going to have a concert and it's going to be a great concert, but you have to pick who, who it's going to be. We'll figure out the venue. We can go out to uh, the farm and we can set up all kinds of cool stuff. What would be your selection for a band? Wow. See, that wasn't on my preparation. I know this is the, this is the, I always have a surprise <laughs> something. I, you know, I don't know. I have a really eclectic, like music sense. I mean, I can listen to the Beatles and I'm a big country fan. Not so much like hard rock kind of stuff. Wow. And this is, tells a lot. I mean, I've been to like, two concerts in my life maybe three so i don't know i might have to pick some country band george Strait. yeah probably old. one that's not even I, I don't mind george Strait. i mean i like rascal flats and they don't even play anymore I mean, well, there you go new. there it is and, and i have i happen to think that rascal flats would probably uh pack a house of no matter how big, but that's interesting. It tells us a little bit about you and, and, and gives folks, you know, outside of working and, and doing all those things, being a, being a mom, being a great wife and a friend of many in, in a community, we know that there's another side. You, you do some furniture and refurbishing. I've seen that in your garage personally. So that's, that's pretty neat. Um, I'm not sure I do very well at that. So, you know, you're a person of many talents and I think that's, that's pretty amazing. And, you know, you just continue, continue learning where, where, if, if someone has a question and just a random question, and this, this happens frequently, Tracy, where, where can they find you? Maybe drop you a note or anything like that and, and say, Hey, I've, I've got a question about being a nurse practitioner or in the medical field, maybe even thinking about going to the reserves. If, if someone wanted to drop you a note, Tracy, is there a spot that they can find you? Well, I mean, my Gmail account is probably the best, I would think. Um, I mean, shoot, I could give out my phone number because everybody else has it, but 
know. You know, that, you know, you know what I'll do? I'll just have them. <laughs> I'll have them contact me and I'll pass along anything. I've got your email and, and some things. Um, I know you can be found on Facebook as, as well, but, but I'll, I'll pass along if they, they know how to contact me. And if, if should someone have, have a question, I'll, I'll go ahead and forward that, forward that to you. Tracy, it's been, been a pleasure and way too long before I finally got you on here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But it's, it's fun. You know, all businesses come in different shapes and sizes. Careers do as well. And your one, yours is diverse. And, and you're serving a community, a very, very wonderful community in a lot of different ways. You know, not only on the healthcare side, but you're providing job opportunities for many others. That, that is really that is really cool. Just watch your business continue to grow. I can't wait to see it. You know, if you uh, continue to uh, want it to grow, which, as you say, uh, you don't like to say no. So I think uh, the the two of you will continue to rock it out with with referrals because you do an awesome job. Any any last uh, advice as we get ready to say see you later? Well, I think I mean the big thing is if you're going to be in a business when you first start, you just you got to be willing to not say no and figure it out later. I've heard that many, many times and adjust on the fly, right? Build that airplane as you're flying it. Yep. Well, Tracy, again, thanks for joining uh, uh, Breaking Business Barriers, episode number 102. This is your host, Brent Duhame, and by gosh, Jared will be back soon. Jared Ty, my co-host, he's been over in Greece hanging out and having some fun. God bless him. Anyway, as we uh, as we wrap it up, Tracy, again, it's uh, been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking your time. And I don't even know how you squeezed us in. And as we do it, it is uh, onward and upward, no doubt. Thanks, everyone. See you. See you on the flip side.